Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. It's January 8th, one week into the new year, and I have to make a huge decision. What am I going to do with my hair? I have an appointment tomorrow. I'm probably going to do the same thing. <laughs> Nothing too radical or very, very out there. But I have to say, I'm tired of it flopping in my face. And I'm tired of it getting in my way. May knock things over and tripped and fallen because my hair is in my eyes. And I'm always having to pin it back. I think I'm going to have her cut bangs or fringe as it is in some countries and keep it in an asymmetrical bob. Going to go with it because um, I need to be able to function with it. And I'm at a point in my life I really don't care exactly what it looks like as long as it's easy to take care of and it's out of my way. So what have you been doing this first week of the new year? I've been working on some slow stitching projects. I have to say that the whole month of January for the My Creative Corner 3 Facebook group is getting into jump-starting our creativity. So the first month is all about dedicating 15 minutes a day to one project, one maybe long-term project, and mine is my English paper piece temperature quilt. It's made from hexagons. So I have all of the flowers are done and tonight I'm going to start sewing the hexagon flowers onto a white background. Never done it before. Expected it's going to take me all month to only get a couple of blocks done but who cares. I will have made progress. I will have learned something and it will be a great portable project if I really wanted it to be and I just need to have a little handwork. I continue to knit a row or two with the yarn I found at Aldi's and that is a, another slow stitching project. It's a seed stitch I think where you knit one purl one and then the next row you purl in the knit etc. Um, I don't plan on making it a long scarf. I think it's going to be more of a cowl and maybe the kind that wraps around your neck and has some buttons in front. We'll see. I don't know. Well, I have to let the project kind of speak for itself toward the end. And then we've been doing a whole lot of not much. It's been raining. It's been freezing rain. It's been snowing. It's been snowing. It's been windy. Um, a lot of days where you just kind of hibernating in the house watching a lot of football had a couple of shows um, I have to say on YouTube I've been watching the same old people but I have found a new person who really is fun to watch Safina 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 Nygaard and she just got married so they had a wedding video she's known for her beauty and style 
vlogs, which I find fun. And she's also done some international things. She's gone places and done things. Really, really enjoy her um, production. It's very high production. I mean, something that um, she's pro. I mean, she was on BuzzFeed a few years ago, and she has a team of people. But her husband also is a YouTuber, and, you know, they seem to be doing very well, but they're very good at what they do. And they do some silly things, but mostly it's some pretty interesting stuff. So I've been getting some ideas for fashion and makeup, but mostly I watch for the entertainment value. So that's been a new show. We're going to wind down the football season with the playoffs over the next couple of weeks. Um, then the college playoff is next Monday and then the Super Bowl and then basketball March Madness. So, you know, I have my winter television watching pretty well planned out <laughs> with sports. I don't know. Having trouble uh, getting into any new shows or series or books right now. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I did a new thing at work. I realized I had some really industrial strength magnetic clips that fit on my door and hold a wall hanging quilt on it. So I put a Christmas quilt up. Uh, then I took it down after the new year and I put a pineapple quilt up that's been in my office for a few weeks. I know I have seasonal wall hangs like a Twister Heart and some other things. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. But I have lots of wall hangings. I thought, you know, quilts at work. Hashtag quilts at work is what I'm putting on Instagram whenever I change one. It's fun to have it out in the wild, so to speak, and for other people to see them and enjoy them as much as I do. And it's kind of like revisiting old friends that I made a long time ago and I get out periodically. And it's a great way to cheer up the office. This is an old office building. It's 100 years old. It used to be a hospital. And now it's just um, office buildings. And I have to say, it's pretty old. And it has, even with the paint and the new carpet and stuff they did over the last year, it has a institutional-like feel. So I'm trying to make it feel warmer and more cozy when the patients come in to see me. Um, but other than that, um, I haven't made a whole lot of other quilting stuff. I've worked on the uh, modern pineapple and I have all the rows together and then I decided to put them in an offset columns. So pineapples are alternating between pineapple top up, pineapple top down in a vertical row. And then I thought, you know, if I'm going to put a strip between them, it really would look better to have them offset where one row starts higher and then the other row starts a few inches lower. So I'm making the last few half pineapples to put. And then I think I have enough material for these strips and a border. And overall, I think I'm reaching the end of that project. Well, then the next project is I've been collecting the blocks for the last year for a block of the month at a local uh, regional quilt shop. It's not local to me, but it was local to my friend. And, and it was a very inexpensive block of the month. It was $10 a month for fabric and a pattern for stars. And they're my favorite. And they're in Kona solids, which is my favorite. So I'm going to start sewing that up here in the next week or so. Looking forward to wrapping up one project, moving forward with the next. The other thing I realized, I couldn't load a quilt on over the weekend because I didn't have a batting. 
well, I could have loaded it, but what's the point of loading it if you can't quilt it? So I'm going to go to Hobby Lobby and buy some batting and a um, couple of other things while I'm there. Maybe a new Cricut mat board and some, I don't know, I'm really like wanting to make a lot of Cricut things. So I may find something to decorate. I do have some chipboard that will be a new thing. So I might have to get an extra strong grip mat and practice some of that stuff. So that's what I've been working on and a couple things I'm looking forward to making. And you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. So I've been kind of looking at making things for pink and red and jazzing up the house. So what I did with pink and red and shiny and sparkly kind of felt Valentine-y is that I had some jars left over from Christmas one was a canister that had peanut brittle in it that my brother had made and I have design space with my Cricut. I, with my Christmas money, bought some foil covered vinyl. I don't think it's truly foil but it's real shiny like a foil in multi-colors and on design space one of my favorite designer is Leah Griffin or Griffith. Leah, L-I-A. And, and, you know, you look up that if you have Design Space or Google her name and it will come up. She's a big um, designer for Cricut and she has these Scandinavian animals. And I discovered that my mat has lost its tackiness because it didn't quite cut out 100% the way I wanted it to <laughs> because I had to stop mid-cut. But I thought for practice, I'll go ahead and stick it on the canister and it's so cute. And then I had three jars of wee yogurt. I cleaned all that up and put foil pink hearts on it. Oh my gosh. There are three different sizes hearts. And then I had, when I was at Hobby Lobby, I saw these battery operated tea lights that are made of real wax. And I thought, oh, those would look really cute in it. So I have that as a little display collection on my grandma's treadle sewing machine. And it has a very nice sparkle and shine and feels a little Valentine without being too over the top and icky sweet, right? <laughs> and I don't want to take a lot of glass things to work. You know, it's just, then you got to take it home, might break in the car. I got kids in and out of my office all day and want to be you know aware that you know children might accidentally break something and I don't want to have dangerous things in the office so these are fun things for at home and I'm looking forward to making a few new things and that is the our creative souls moment with the cricket now something my sister and I both have been really jazzed about again because we were jazzed about this as little girls is rocks and gemstones. I've always loved rocks. I've collected rocks. I go beach combing. I love getting Petoskey stones on the Lake Michigan shore, agates in Lake Superior. I mean, I don't know what's happened to all the rocks I collected as a kid, but I had a fair collection of them. And recently I've picked up a few fossils as I've gone along the beaches and really has in, kind of brought back to the surface this fascination with rocks, learning about rocks, and the beautiful things that you can do with rocks and crystals. And I saw another YouTuber over the last week or two. They're called Northern Mudlarks. And part of the, what they do is they're beachcombing in England and Scotland and picking up 
gems and fossils and old treasures and they make things they're artists too so my sister and I got talking about that and she has lots of rocks and things that she has collected and some gems and she's been making jewelry with these polished stones and kind of more raw form crystals they're very very pretty and it is on our Instagram page and Facebook page so if you're interested in seeing the kinds of things she's been doing but it this is all stemming from her making these fantastic tree of life necklaces that we got for Christmas. And oh my gosh, they're beautiful. So rocks, it's something that we were very interested in as kids. And now it's like become an obsession as an adult. So I'm like researching all the different rocks you can find in Michigan, different kind of rocks, where you can you go. I find you can go online and buy these all save yourself a trip but finding it's half the fun no finding it is most of the fun so what else was I interested in as a kid macrame been very interested in that as a kid and have been working on it um, as an adult too I was very interested in music as a kid and that passion is kind of being rekindled and I've been practicing music a couple of times a week you know not always on the violin I have a keyboard I've been you know practicing reading music and getting my fingers in shape for musical instruments it's so much fun you know these things that I was so excited and passionate about as a child I mean before age 10 and then rekindling that interest as an adult with maybe having a little bit disposable income where I could actually buy rocks. I found on Amazon, you can buy a whole National Geographic rock collection as rocks and fossils and crystals with little uh, magnifying glass and a display case that I may buy for myself and then eventually share it with my grandchildren. But, um, you know, I would buy it for myself for real. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll keep it and just have them look at it. But the it's just... It's one thing that sparks another, you know, and I think that's where beach combing and finding old artifacts is fun because if you find something, you can research it. Like, why are there coral fossils in Michigan? Well, it has to do with the glaciers. You know, when you find something in it, it's maybe a man-made item that has a name or an industrial piece that has a stamped patent in where it came from. It's fun to research all that because now with the internet, you can research all kinds of stuff and it makes that so much more enjoyable, so much more fun. And just right, I can do it on my phone, sitting on a beach. You know, that is what is so fascinating to me. So fascinating. So what kinds of things did you like as a kid? And do you have any interest as an adult or has it ever been rekindled with an adult eye, but with the heart of a child? That's what's so much fun, I think. So let's move on. In 2020, I was agonizing over the fact of I haven't bought a planner and I don't know what I wanted to do. And I've decided I'm not going to buy a physical paper planner. I'm using electronic planners, calendars, I need reminders, alerts, notifications, alarms, whatever you want to call it. So I have the Google Calendar on my phone that I'm putting in all my appointments, my doctor's appointments, time obligations where I have to be somewhere and and do it. I'm also using um, Cozy. It's a app that the Fly Lady used for Android 
And I like it because you can also personalize it for yourself and add things and share the calendar with people in your family. I've also found that with my um, Dropbox that you can do um, daily notifications of lists of things to do for yourself. And it sends you an email every morning of what's on your list of things to do for the day. I really like it because you can even put check boxes on it and check it off. Oh, I like that. And, um, you know, so I'm using those. And at work, we have our own electronic calendars for different things. Um, so I'm using digital or electronic calendars on my phone. I'm going to just use a notebook for other types of random lists. Um, I think that 99% of list making for me is that it's a reminder to make a routine for myself. And so once I get the routine down, I don't need a list. And that's where I'm at with um, so many things is they're just jogging my memory to do something like the daily list is kind of a routine with the things that I want to work on in January. But the places where I have appointments, that's got to go on a Google calendar where I get an alarm. I'm getting to a point where I can't remember and I get too many distractions, need an alarm, need some sort of system to say, hey, tomorrow you have an appointment. Hey, you got to be there in an hour. Hey, it's 15 minutes away, you know, with the phone yelling at me. Hey, no, it beeps. <laughs> Would that be interesting though, if I could connect it to, say I have a Google phone, so I think I'm going to have to get like a Google Home and then have it like chirp at me either at the house or, you know, send me some sort of a, um, hey, get moving type of thing at the office. Um, so that was after much deliberation, I realized I have all the things I need electronically. I even have a few digital um, pretty pages that are lists of things to do and stuff that I have in Dropbox that I um, may, if I want to have a real pretty page. So why why buy a $100 planner? Why, why buy a $10 planner? Um, because I've used them for a couple years and I'm kind of like overusing them, uh, like over it and don't want to use them anymore. So we're going to try this year without a planner at all. What's the worst thing that can happen? I'll go buy one. The other thing that um, I wanted to talk about is how has my word of the year been going so far this month? My word of the year is self-care. Yeah, I know it's two words. Um, I've been doing walking at home most days of the week. I've been trying to do a minimum of one mile a day. And I'm finding that when I'm at work, um, when I push myself just to get up and move around, I can put in another mile and I thought, I'm getting stronger. I feel like my balance is off um, just because that's the, my natural set point. But uh, with Meniere's disease, you know, your balance is always off because there's damage in the balance centers. But the more I walk and the more stronger I get, the more I feel confident that my muscle memory on how I should be walking with good form, I have to really think about these things. It's getting better and better, and I'm getting um, occasional days with all my extra steps, either shopping or grocery shopping or walking up and down the long halls where I work, I can get another mile in. Have I lost any weight? Nope. But do I really care? Not really. I really am focusing more on just eating healthy foods and moving, because when I move, I feel better and I'm not running, I'm not doing any weight training at the gym because I feel too, my, my knees and my hips feel too weak to do that right now. So I have to say 
that it's working. But I'm also using a couple of things as motivation. I joined something called Yes.Fit for $4 a month. You can sign up for a race. And if you wanted to have uh, options to buy medals or t-shirts like you're running races with other people, you can. I don't need that. But what's super fun is I can manually enter or if I'm walking around outside, which is not happening in January, you can say, I want to walk around this island. I'm walking around an island in the Caribbean learning certain mile points about pirates. It's kind of fun. It's motivating. I know a couple people were kind of in a not real competition, but motivating each other to keep going. And I'm finding that this silly little thing that cost me $4 a month, I go on, I plug in, I walked a mile, and then I kind of meditate on what it looks like and try to remember that hot sun feeling and how beautiful the landscape is as I take a few minutes to see the mile that I walked virtually and what it looked like if I were to really walk a mile around that island. It's been a lot of fun. I'm also using the pedometer on my phone because my wrists swell and I don't do well with watches like a Fitbit. And um, that's really helping me. You know, I don't know what it is. Is the psych? Because I took it off my phone there for a while because I thought it was burning my battery up. But when I see that I'm so close to a thousand steps, I'll get up and take a few hundred more just to walk up and down the hallways. It, it There's something psychological about these electronic things, you know, whether it's having a virtual competition with somebody or that you're walking around this beautiful island and I want to walk another mile so I can see what it looks like. It will only take you as far as you've walked. Those kinds of things have helped me to stay motivated. Um, Maybe it doesn't work for you, but it's working for me so far. And um, for a couple bucks a month, uh, my husband's gym membership, he uses regularly and I'm a the second person for just a couple bucks. I don't feel like that's wasted at the gym because I'm going to get there. What else have I been doing for self-care? When I'm tired, I go to bed. I'm trying to get eight hours of sleep, so I'm going to bed at 10.30 at night and getting up about six. It's been um, really a good thing. The other thing is I'm trying to not snack in between meals unless I'm really, really hungry. Trying to learn the cues from my body. When are you hungry? When are you full? When you should push away from the table. So that's kind of how my first week has been. Feeling good. Yeah, I know we're only seven days into the new year, but self-care. The other part of it was meditation. I've done it a handful of times, not every day. You know, the deep breathing, the listening to meditative music, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm also working on the Zen and the Art of Creating Premium podcast that will be in February. So really trying to put in practice all of these things that I know to be true and helpful and have worked for me in the past as part of my daily daily routine, not just a time or two a week routine. So I'm still working on that podcast and hoping that by President's Day, I'll have it up and ready to go. That'll be mid-February. No. Well, what else have I been doing? Well, that really, you know, sums up my list. I'm kind of looking over all of my bullet points. Um, I'm going to start a series on YouTube and I'm going to make the video this week. And I thought I would do a little audio 
push on what it is. And if you want to watch the full video, it'll be 10 minutes or so. I don't think my YouTube videos need to be too much longer than that when you're talking to the camera. But I'm going to start a little series on my YouTube channel, just simply Vicki Holloway, on frugal living. Um, you know, this frugal living is going to be all about um, frugal, simple living and my mental thought process to be a minimalist. You know, I have lots of things in my house, so you can't say I'm a minimalist. I don't want you to think that you're going to walk into my house and it's going to be nothing but straight horizontal surfaces with nothing on it. I have lots of stuff and there are things that I've been slowly parting with over the years and finding homes for things in my home or storage of things I'm not ready to let go of yet. But this week I wanted to talk a little bit about my minimalist wardrobe. I really do have a minimalist wardrobe and I'm going to tell you why. Maybe um, you've heard me talk about this in passing in the in the past podcast, but we're going to talk about it more on the video. And I thought, uh, you know, giving you kind of a little bit of background on it. Number one, uh, fashion is expensive. And for a frugal person, and I consider myself frugal, not cheap, but frugal. I don't want you to think that frugal means cheap, just like minimalism is more of an attitude than it is not having anything or that decluttering means get ridding of all of your stuff instead of properly storing it, not having it clutter every surface. So frugal means that I'm trying to live in a way that is below my means. There's no reason for me to invest in things that don't bring me joy. And that is a lot of clothes. Number one, um, even when I had a body that was easy to dress at a thin body where you could go to the second hand shop and pick up anything off the shelf. You know, if you can do that, that's fantastic. I'm trying to keep extra fabric, extra cloth, extra clothes out of the landfill. I'm doing my best. I haven't changed size in a decade. <clears throat> and so I have clothes that I've worn. Yeah, for a better part of 10 years, I used to be embarrassed about it. But as a frugal living person, yeah, they're polyester blends, they wear like iron, and they're just now getting to the end of their days. Part of having a frugal wardrobe takes a little bit of planning. I know what colors I like to wear. And I try to make the entire wardrobe mix and match. Now, if you've been around um, or you're close to my age, you, you, you probably know this. Um, you don't buy like clothes that you can't wear together. I purposefully do not buy clothes that I can't wear with multiple different outfits. So this is what I did. I only have about five pairs of pants. I have two black dress pants. I have two gray knit pull-on pants that are um, dress pants for work. They're kind of a straight-legged pant with a fitted waistband. I have one pair of jeans and I have about two or three pairs of leggings. All of my shirts, no matter what color they are, go with the pants, right? Because they're a neutral. But I tend to get shirts that will also go with the color palette of what I wear the most, which is pinks, blues, grays, and um, teals. The, you know, those are the, the color family. I don't have much in red. Reds are hard to match. Reds don't necessarily look good on me, but I do like teals, pinks, blues. So then what I do is I figure out basic 
shirts that can be accessorized. And if it's real hot at work, I don't wear jackets very often, but where you can invest for sparkle and shine and a little bit of extra in your frugal living wardrobe is maybe spend a little extra money on investment pieces like a really cool jacket. I bought that indigo. It's a multiple colored um, blue patchwork jacket. It was very expensive, but it's a good investment piece. Same with my pants. They're pretty expensive pants at Lane Bryant, but I buy the same pants and I bought the same cut color content for over 10 years. And I know they fit. They've lasted me a very long time. They don't fall apart and invest in things that fit and don't buy something if it doesn't. That's easy to say and hard to do. So I buy things like that fit well, even if it's a, an investment piece, if it will be something I will wear a lot and then accessorize it with scarves, maybe hand knits. I don't wear as much jewelry as I used to, but you could do jewelry, hair pieces, you know, uh, hair pieces, you know, like bows or barrettes or headbands and glasses, you know, so you can really accessorize things. So that is going to be the foundation of this frugal living video that I'm going to do tomorrow. And if I can get it set up right, I might even have, um, you know, actual outfits to show you. I only have um, really one pair of shoes that I wear for every day. And then I have one or two. I have um, some boots that I wear occasionally in the winter time when the snow is deep. I don't like to wear them all day because they don't have a lot of support in them. And the other pair of shoes I have is for dress and I wear them very rarely. So minimal. I don't have much. So the thing is, do you have to do laundry all the time? No, I usually do one load of laundry a week for me and one load of laundry for my husband. And I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear. See, that's the thing. I kind of have a, hey, on this day I wear this and on this day I wear this, Mondays, Tuesday, you know, jeans on Friday. We're allowed to do that. So it helps free my mind space up of not having to have decision fatigue on what I'm going to wear. Uh, I have a routine of laundry so that I don't run out of clothes and it's just enough to get me through the week. And I can tell you, I do not have thousands of dollars invested in clothes that I won't wear that will wind up at Goodwill and maybe the landfill. I'm using them up and when I'm done with the outfit or a shirt, it is done. There's nothing left. It's a rag and could be cut up for t-shirts for um, cleaning rags or there are things that can be recycled. So that is the end of today's podcast. Tune in tomorrow or so <laughs> for the YouTube video. Um, it's going to depend on lighting and I'm going to make a decision on my haircut tomorrow. So maybe I will do the video after I get my haircut. Ooh, there's a good idea. And um, I just want to remind everybody that I am working really hard at trying to keep the podcast um, ad-free on most platforms. There are some ads that run on Apple and so that means that I don't get a lot of income from ads. Um, what I get uh, is enough for probably one person to go to a fast food place and get a coffee. But um, I, so what I'm saying is that you can support the podcast by monetary means, by joining the patron program to get extra content on the 
podcast. There's going to be premium podcast starting next month that will be a big support. You can sign up for the newsletter to keep um, abreast of what's going on. And then all of the things that you can do to support the podcast that have nothing to do with money. Things like, oh, you could leave a review. That Reviews really do help. And I don't talk about them much, but they do help. And I have a way now to get a email or notification when people give me a review on just about any podcast um, listening or podcast catcher, you know, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever, um, Google, you know, I will get notifications on all those iHeartRadio, the list goes on and on. You know, the other thing is, you know, share the podcast on your social or share it with a friend. I appreciate everyone who has taken the time to comment, to send me messages or emails. I really, really do appreciate your support and continued support in 2020. So how is your new year going? Have you stuck with your word of the year? And tell me about things that you were excited about as a kid that maybe you're excited about again as an adult. Everybody have a most wonderful week and I will talk to you next time. Be creative and quilt on everyone. 